you've seen Richard Gere's dick, then you're either very close with the now 71-year-old actor, or you've seen the 1980 neo-noir crime drama American Gigolo. The film follows a Los Angeles escort who becomes romantically involved with a politician's wife while also becoming the prime suspect in a murder case. Although the movie received mixed reviews from critics, it is noteworthy for being one of the first mainstream Hollywood films to feature frontal male nudity. It also features a single that father of disco Giorgio Moroder collaborated on with Blondie. Initially, Moroder had wanted Stevie Nicks to sing over the instrumental track he had produced, but record label complications prevented that from happening. Debbie Harry was his second choice. Harry received the instrumental track, entitled Man Machine, from Moroder, and several hours later she had written the lyrics. What she wrote was directly inspired by the movie itself. When I was writing it, I pictured the opening scene, driving on the coast of California, said Harry. Moroder originally intended to have Harry's vocals coupled with his instrumental track, but the rest of Blondie insisted on playing the track. The Blondie recording session suffered from both technical difficulties and personal issues, causing Moroder to cut off the session early and swear off of working with rock bands after the fact. There were always fights, he recalled. I was supposed to do an album with them after that. We went to the studio, and the guitarist was fighting with the keyboard player. I called their manager and quit. The single was completed with Marauder's own studio musicians, and the song that appeared on the movie soundtrack only credits Blondie for vocals. Naturally, the band was upset about being replaced by studio musicians, but they couldn't argue with the results. The song spent six consecutive weeks on top of the Billboard Hot 100 and took the number one spot on the Billboard year-end chart. The song also hit number one in the UK and Canada and was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Rock Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals. That's right. We're talking about number 283 on the Rolling Stones 500 Greatest Songs of All Time list, Call Me by Blondie on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions, compares them against one another to find out which one speaks the language of love. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my blonde co-host... Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger, you're blonde. Allegedly, yes. Allegedly blonde. I'm as shocked to find this out as you. Uh, but yes, I got a haircut yesterday. And uh, and my uh, stylist, my haircut person, uh, said I was blonde, and I I was I'd taken aback because my hair's brown. But apparently, it's just very dark blonde, which seems seems like the same thing as brown to me. But I I, I don't know why you draw the line where you draw the line. Yeah, it sounds like we're uh, splitting hairs. <laughs> <laughs> It it kind Very of goes against shit. my like current classification philosophy of like duck analysis, which mm. is just your if if it looks like a duck and it quacks uh, like a duck, it's it's a duck. It's a so duck. my hair looks brown to me. Ergo, it's brown hair. But supposedly, based on some some like hair theory, it's actually blonde. Hair theory, oh, the scientist man. Yeah. Big hair is trying to trying to make you blonde, Alex. Big hair has been my problem for a long time. <laughs> you think you're gonna do do more blonde things now that you you're officially you got a blonde card? You mean to, like to be kind of dumb, but also kind of. I was hot? already doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex. Let's talk about blondie. Let's talk about blondie. A, di- a different blondie, rather. Again, 
Um, they've come up a few times. We only done one original by them, right? We did uh, Heart yeah, of Glass, but it wasn't and then they did a that cover. Long ago, was it? Yeah, they you did. You say a... that, and then it always turns out yeah, to be like a true. year ago. It, it feels like not that long ago, but Heart of Glass, yeah, uh, we did it. Oh, I don't know when this is, but yeah, it's like midway through last year, like two thirds of the way. Through. Okay, so it was a while ago. It was a while ago. But then we did um, it was a reggae song, "The Tide Is High." Yeah. So Blondie's come up a bit. Uh, of course, Blondie, the band, all while the lead singer Debbie Harry is blonde. She's not technically Blondie because the band is Blondie. Yeah, it's a real. By the way, which one's pink situation? Yeah, exactly. And also, like considering that the band was credited as the authors and like performers on this song i imagine they made some decent money especially considering that it was actually studio musicians yeah right because studio musicians are typically a one-off pay like hey thanks for your hourly work yeah get the fuck out of here yeah and like so like they're i mean i'm sure they play it live or whatever or played it live but at the same time i mean not not a bad payday for uh i mean they did work but work that got discarded Yeah. I mean, yeah, not a bad payday, and, you know, you just gotta ape what the studio musicians do when you play it live, and everybody's like, that's Blondie, call me. And it is. And at least you got Debbie Harry's vocals in the mix, because that's, True. like, Still got that's Debbie what people Harry. are there for. That's a big part of Blondie. Of course, I mean, she's the one with the blonde hair, so. That's right. She's the titular Blondie. But, I mean, the song itself was a pretty big hit for them. Probably, I think their, like, biggest, earliest hit. Like, they had had yeah. some success, but this one went international kind of thing. Yeah, this one really, really took off. Not, can't say the same for American Gigolo, although apparently it started up Richard Gere's career as a leading man, but... But I don't think I've ever watched a Richard Gere movie. Yeah, I know the name, and, like, I even saw a picture of him because I was looking up how old he was today, but, like... I recognize him. I know him as a guy who is in movies. Uh, yeah, you, maybe you've seen him in something like. But I don't where he's know. He's just if an I've old guy in a bit part. I saw him like an interview with him or something when I was young. Mm, so I was just like, yeah, okay. that's a movie star guy. So like I knew who he was, but I have no idea. Um, okay. Specifically because I haven't seen his movies. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to see if there's anything I've seen him in. It's not looking. Not looking good. Uh, 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 uh. Have you seen Pretty Woman? He's in that. Oh yeah, Pretty Woman. That's the big one. No, I haven't. That's the big one. I haven't seen that one either. Uh, have you seen case. American Gigolo? <laughs> American Gigolo? Never heard of it. Never um, heard of it. Another. It's another song about uh, about a gigolo, which we already talked gigolo. about. Gigolo. That's week. right, because as we know, it's the entrepreneur summer. Entrepreneur summer. Two. Pro-sex summer. And business in the front, party in the back. We're rocking it like a mullet. We're in the back end now. It's all sex all month long of August. Call it, you know, they call it the dog days of summer. More like the doggin' days of summer. Like, hey, hey, hey. Like, like having dog-in. sex in public. Oh. That's right. And also, yeah, like that. I think it's more of a British term. I think it is more British. Um, Yes. We're talking sex songs, and last week we talked about Just a Gigolo, as I'm sure all of our listeners tuned in for. <laughs> this week we're talking about Call Me by Blondie. 
Another song about jig. It turns out most sex work songs are about gigolos. Based on this sample, yeah, one hundred percent. Based on a two song sample, it's they're all about gigolos. Well, we did Private Dancer, which was also, I mean, which is a female gigolo, basically. Pretty much, that's true. Okay, so most of them, most of them, most songs, most songs are about gigolos. Um, and now we're talking about this one about gigolos. Call me, Alex. Do you have a big history with Call Me? It's a another like foundational one for me that I know existed, but I just didn't give a fuck about it because it was already established. Yeah, I mean, I cared about it. I listened to it as much as I listened to mm-hmm. like Blondie as a sort of classic rock group. You know, I was mm-hmm. gonna Call Me in one way or another and stuff, but um, I never had like a specific history with it other than that it was kind of always one of those songs and you heard it and. It's a pretty exciting song. Like, the chorus is really big. Yeah. So, I also would have never guessed it was about sex workers. I thought it was just about somebody who was, like, in a relationship and, like, really was very open and accessible. Yeah. And also, like, I didn't know the lyrics at all. Like, I'm reading them Beyond now. Call Me? Like, yeah. <laughs> so that's... Pr- I would say part of it was that I didn't know the lyrics, but reading the lyrics wouldn't have necessarily known what it was about even reading the lyrics yeah they start out quite strangely strange and uh, they start like this color me your color baby color me your car color me your color darling i know who you are come up off your color chart i know where you are coming from that yeah i mean it sounds like nonsense Mm. honestly i'm not convinced it isn't nonsense as i understand a big part of where this color talk came from was just debbie harry watching the beginning of this movie and saying hey cool color choices yeah that is there is a quote from that her autobiography face it uh we're on page 192 she says the visuals were what fascinated me about the movie such subtle evocative colors which i later learned were pulled from the palette of giorgio armani and that stunning image of a beautiful car driving down the coast highway i walked back to our apartment with the visuals fresh in my mind and the music in my head and the first lines came to me instantly so yeah, the, the connection to that seems to be pretty direct. Yeah, I think the movie's also credited with kind of popularizing or helping to popularize Armani as a brand. Okay. Um, I think that was in the Wikipedia page somewhere. Kind of like oh, how what? like Tom Cruise movies were... Popularized running. Popularized Ray-Bans. Ooh. Supposedly. I, I think I read that in a Cracked article back in the day, so... Back in the day, that's that makes I, sense. I'll believe it. That's what I always heard, which is to say I heard that one time. I'd wear Ray-Bans because Tom Cruise is wearing them. Yeah, you're like, oh man, that guy who flies planes is wearing aviators. It makes sense. And then, mm-hmm. there you go. Easy. Um, so, but I'm kind of dancing think... around the actual lyrics because I don't know what they mean. <laughs> oh, this is very easy, Alex. I think <laughs> Throw he... them at me. So, color me your color, baby. Keep in mind that this is from the perspective the narrator is the gigolo right so they're kind of taking on whatever persona they need to please this person yeah color me your color color me your car your car is your possession make me yours Uh, i'll be yours color me your color darling because i know who you are um where things get cloudy for me is to come up off your color chart now a genius tells us that a color chart was used for like mood rings to, like, right. discern emotions and things like that. So my best guess is that, like, you don't need to... We don't need to bring any divination or or strangeness into this. Don't need to read we both into know, it too much. 
yeah, we both know what's going on. I know where you're coming from. You know what I'm here for because I'm your color. Let's let's do the sex work thing. Let's get down to it. Yeah. And then call it's, me. Yeah. Call me. Call me. Pretty exciting part. It says call me very loud. And then this part was like, I mean, it's call me on the line. Call me. Call me any any time. Some like repetition in there. Uh, yeah. Call me. I'll arrive. You can call me any day or night. Call me. Yeah, literally like an escort. Yeah, getting called also, on the phone. Mhm. And this is a uh, this chorus only really has an impact. I mean, I suppose to say it's lost its impact in this the current year in modern world, wherein this is not unusual behavior to be available on the phone anytime you and i were just talking before the recording about That's people right. leaving for vacation on work and still being available for work on the phone yeah so this chorus is uh what what may have seemed outlandish at the time wherein there was car phones and landlines to be to be available anytime it was crazy it was uh what call me anytime but nowadays, that's it's true. just like, yeah, that's... Because, like, what if you're out? You just mm-hmm. aren't available. Like, you got to call the restaurant they're at, and then the waiter yeah. guys come and be like, Sir, you have a call. Exactly. There was m- more obstacles in the way of full-time availability on the phone. Whereas nowadays, that's, that's basically expected. This is a baseline expectation of most human beings in society, which is crazy, but... It's a bit yeah. crazy, but on the bright side, I can also play Pokemon Go on it. And the Witcher Monster Hunter. And the Witcher Monster Hunter. Slayer. It's Monster Slayer, isn't it? Yeah, that makes more sense. Uh, Monster Hunter is a well-established franchise. That you is not just Witcher-related. Yep. Tack yep. it onto the Witcher. Um, yeah, but that's. I guess that's like the, the chorus is really to demonstrate her availability, right? Her willingness to, to again, be this person's you know, right. escort. Right, and I guess, like, it's technically written from the perspective of Richard Gere's character, more or less. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Um, Though, of course, having just, not seen the film, I yeah. can't say how one-to-one that connection is. I mean, conceptually, it never really delves into, like, the, like, sex or gender side of it. it just, That's true. It's just, like, there's one person who is... On call for another person. That's right. Yeah, the the in terms of the identities of these characters, it is kept very loose. It's easy to to slip in either way. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, sex is on on the on the table in verse two here. Indeed. Cover me with kisses, baby. Cover me with love. Roll me in designer sheets. I'll never get enough. Emotions come. I don't know why. Cover up. Love's alibi. So what I think is interesting here is the use of the phrase "cover me," yeah. not just because it's the name of our podcast, <laughs> but but I think of the in in terms of what a uh, sex worker does here, or at least the perception of it here. One who is sort of chameleon, color me your color, baby, uh, is now cover me with kisses, cover me with love. So it's like obscure my actual identity with you know lust and desire. Kiss me and and then roll me in designer Actually, sheets. Obscuring. The reality. Mm-hmm. Also, designer sheets. I think that's supposed to be like a sign of like great wealth because designer sheets yeah. is like kind of absurd. 
right? Like, you wear designer exactly. things as a showy thing, but sheets aren't really showy. You just have them. Exactly. Sleep in them or whatever. Like, I was shocked to even hear that existed. Designer sheets. How would you even know? Yeah. Just sheets. You're like, hey, guys, you got to come check out my bedroom. See these sheets? Check them out. Armani. Check out that whatever the Armani logo is. Yeah, check out that big A. I don't know a? in my head. <laughs> a? G? G? <laughs> um, and then I guess that's kind of my understanding of the emotions come. I don't know why. Cover up loves alibi. It's that as we're doing these, uh, like, things that humans in love do, even though we're doing it from a... A, a worker perspective like this is a professional relationship emotions will still arise because that's just the body's natural reaction right that's kind of my interpretation of that right because it's just a very personal thing so that's just kind of mm -hmm. part of it and then I, I i guess that's what it means to cover up love's alibi is to like don't worry about that yeah you just have to ignore it it'll happen it's not there's no way to explain it you have to live with it. Yeah. It's just like, it's, you just gotta kind of look over it, look past it. Um, Genius seems to think it's related to the phrase lover's alibi, and their only definition of that comes from a random urban dictionary definition, so. Okay. I don't think that's Two it. Two people's that... love who can withstand anything and will always be together in love. Yeah, that doesn't really, it's, it's not like this, this song about this great love that can't be denied mm -hmm. really that's not that's not what the song's about to me anyway now that i have actually read into the lyrics yeah it's about you know doing doing sex work and being and like Forming unlike other songs fake, yeah have some realness to them because they are actual relationships and therefore there has to be a human aspect to them. Mm -hmm. like unlike other humans. songs we've talked about in the sex work department of this this bizarre theme adventure we've been on uh this this narrator is fairly enthusiastic about the work they're doing true they're saying listen they're like do this to me call me whenever do these things to me continue to call me whenever right like, like it's their, their job but like it's fine it's much mm -hmm. more like they're on the grind than some of yeah. the words like it's a lonely life to be this or whatever. yeah it's, none, it's there's none of this like i wish i had a family a i wish i was out of here uh, like I, I miss being a hussar there's none of that going Man, on here i sure wish i was, still was a hussar <laughs> those were the days and like yeah we get Sorry. roll me in designer sheets i'll never get enough so and this person is sort of dedicated to excess like you mentioned with that designer sheets line it's like oh this is a uh a, like a frivolity thing this is wealth at its wealthiest right, being so like, like, we will buy yeah. love and, and rejoice in they're it they're an escort but like there's perks to that and they enjoy exactly their, their, like high lifestyle yeah, maybe a call to a bit of that sugar baby relationship we talked about last week as well. Right. Wherein gigolos are sometimes yeah. just like fawned upon by their their uh sponsors, I guess you might call sponsors. them. Sponsors. <laughs> uh is that yeah, okay, I'm gonna go with that. They're sponsors. <laughs> Sh sugar sponsors. Sugar <laughs> there it is, my sugar sponsor. Um yeah, I guess I, they're usually called sugar daddies or sugar mamas. Sugar parents. Hmm. 
No, I'm sticking with sponsors. Don't like that. Um, <laughs> don't like that at all. Uh, then we get Call Me Again. There's some a minor switch up here. She says, when you are ready, we can share the wine. So, you know, she's, she's got a bottle of wine ready. Yeah, and again, it's, it's personal. So it's two people, two glasses of wine. Two glasses of wine is like a very, I think, strong image of like a, an intimate night in kind of thing. Or not yeah. necessarily in, but like intimate night. Certainly, yeah. And it's and again, it's like when you're ready. It's not like there's no consideration of the narrator here. The narrator is like, when you want it, give me a fucking call. I'll bring the wine. It, it will get it started. Like it's they're on the ball. Here. Ready they're keen go. on their job. Then we come to the bridge. Ooh, Ooh. he speaks the languages of love. Which and then of course as we, we see our our Italian and French. That's right. Ooh, amore. Cha mommy, cha mommy. Set. How do you feel about that one, Alex? Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. Okay. I know you're Italian, a blonde Italian. So. Blonde Italian. Yeah. Um. Ooh, appel moi, mon chéri. Appel moi. Which that was better, but <laughs> still bad. Basically, just mean like, my love, call me. Yeah. That's exactly it. Um. Anytime, any place, anywhere, anyway. Anytime, any place, anywhere, any day, anyway. Yeah, that but that's much more exciting to hear in the song because it kind of does like climb up. But yeah, yeah, the 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 bridge rips. It's totally yeah. cool. And again, anytime and like it does not matter that this is their job. They're completely available to this person. Yeah. And then we come to verse three. Take me out and show me off and put me on the scene. Dress me in the fashions of the 1980s. Which is not in the version we listen to. Of course. I think because with a lot of blonde like songs, there's always like version. three different cuts. Yeah, and I think it has this part. Um, it's like from the film soundtrack, right? The really extended version. Very extended version. Of course, yeah. It's it's Giorgio Moroder on here. Who is? I'm probably saying that last name wrong, but eh. Giorgio. But they call me Giorgio. That's that Giorgio. That's the one from the Daft Punk song. It literally is, but. He's, uh, of course, known for disco. He's a big influence in disco, as well as other genres, including high NRG. And uh, what are some other ones? New Wave, Italo Disco, House, and Techno. So yeah, long nine-minute tracks are kind of the standard for his line of work. Extended dance time, basically. Yeah, and so, since, so yeah. That's, but this one appears in that. You're right, we're not going to hear it in the version we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Um... And, yeah, to finish it off, dress me in the fashions of the 1980s. You're a man, no in-between. You know what your words can mean. What the fuck's going on here, Alex? Um, I mean, it, it's more of a scene than the other ones, I think. Because, I mean, one, they usually literally use the, the term scene. But they're talking about going out, being an escort, being kind of arm candy. And, like, of course, the fashions of the 1980s were a lot more of a big deal in the year 1980. Like, it wasn't. Now that's retro throwback, but obviously it wasn't right. in at the time. So that was like part of that, you know, kind of sugar baby thing of like put me in fancy clothes and show me to all your friends and who will be right. impressed by your And I guess if you're dressing in the fashions of the nineteen eighties, it's uh it's in the year nineteen eighty, no less. It's the future. That's, yeah, that's cutting edge fashion. So it's like put me on the scene and show me off in expensive wears. It's the designer sheets again, but now on the streets. And then uh, there's a you're a man note in between, 
line yeah, this after is, uh... that, which I don't think is related to gender identity, which is a lot more common topic nowadays. Um, but I yeah, it would seem a bit out of left field to have that in here with everything else, right? Yeah, I, I wonder if it if it just me. Yeah, just like to randomly throw that in. I I just wonder Perhaps. if it, it's supposed to be a reference to like you are kind of in control. That's my understanding. You know what your words mean can mean. You're a man is in between, like in between boy and man, like pubescent. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, and I think it's, like you said, it's meant to establish power. Even if we take out the no in-between, you're a man, you know what your words can mean, establishes that he's powerful. Also, we, we were talking, or I mentioned before, like, there was no... This is the first, like, reference to sex and gender. Yeah, to, to sex and gender, and of course it's not included in most Which, versions. yeah, so. I kind of forgot it happened at all, because... Yeah, <laughs> I, honestly, it came I up to that, I was like, fuck, is this, <laughs> this in here? It, it, I, yeah, honestly, I don't think it appears in any of the covers we talk about today. No, it's not like in the popular single version. So. Yeah, so this one is sort of faded from the popular conscious. It's also and like honestly, just reading the verse. Like, I don't even know what it sounds like when they play it, but it doesn't sound that great. Like, it's not the worst thing that they cut it out. Yeah, it's, I think it's definitely the weakest of the three we've talked about oh, so I far. I think I did listen to it once, actually. It kind of says, like, 1980s. It's like, extends that. It, yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. the weakest verse, and I'm not surprised yeah. it's been cut. You're a man, no in between. You know what your words can mean. Call me, call me, hold on. Yeah, okay, it makes sense. But yeah. yeah, it's that that '80s is a stretch, both literally and figuratively. Yeah, and then uh, the rest of the song is like an outro. There's some other stuff. Call me my love, referring you know to the other yeah. person as my love. Call me for a ride. Well. Uh, call hey. me for some overtime. You know they're working hard. Doesn't matter when. Yeah. Call me in a sweet design. Call me for your lovers, lovers alibi. They bring that up again. The alibi. Yeah. Your love. I'm trying to. I'm trying to parse lovers, lovers alibi. Lovers, lovers. Well, they do a lot of repetition. Right. So it could be meaningless. It's just meaningless repetition. Yeah. Could just be repetition. I'd accept that. Um. Unless they're like trying to add another layer onto it, so now there's a lover, but there's a lover's lover, and this. Yeah, just, and you need an alibi. It just gets deeper and deeper. I think maybe lover's alibi just sounds cool. It does yeah? I don't fully know what it means. Yeah, because even that about, urban yeah, dictionary like, definition doesn't really. Yeah. Mean anything? Lover's alibi. I get like an alibi is like. It's not really an excuse, but it's like an explanation of of where you were and what you did at a particular time, right? Right, yeah, and, and typically does excuse you from something. For, yeah, some... You only need an alibi if you're accused of a crime. Yeah. So, is there another person involved? Maybe there's yeah, is more he, of that in the is movie. There, yeah, maybe. some. Oh, yeah, because he's with a politician's wife, so I guess... Oh, true, yeah. There's definitely, um... Definitely infidelity. Definitely some in, in, of, some of the old adultery going on. Yeah. Uh uh uh. And then we get some ooh ah ahs. Day or night. Sleek designs. Call me in my life. It's it's kind of yeah. It's like it's ad libby. It's yeah. It truly is ad libbing. So it's a lot of just like call me, 
And either I will like listen to you or I am available. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. Like that's the rest of the song. And there yeah. seems to be even more of it in this extended version, but I don't know the extent. Fair enough. But yeah, that's the song. It's about a uh a, just just a, a an escort who's on top of it. And possibly has some some emotional interest. Possibly underneath it as well. Yeah. Hey. 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 Pro sex summer. Um, Alex, <laughs> let's talk about the music here. Man machine, yes. as the original Man instrumental machine. track was called. Uh, a reference to uh, Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk, probably. Possibly. The possibly. Man, the man machine. We talked about Das Model like a long time That's right. ago. Oh yeah, we did. What feels like a long time ago. It was I actually last week. It was week, like Mom. right after. <laughs> Watch it be like right after Heart of Glass or something. No, it's definitely yeah, before Heart of Glass. It was a while back. A while back. I think 2019. Could have well been. Das Model. No, it can't. Can't find it. But can't it's find not it. that Won't big a find deal. It. Um, here we go, though. Let's talk about these instruments, yeah, which are pretty skip, simple. Get them back on track. They, they're very repetitive. Uh, it's kind of like the di- it's like a disco track, you know? So it kind yeah. of establishes its beat and uh, and goes with it. But there's a bit of a different intro. Yeah. Um, it starts a, with a, a drum roll. A drum roll, yeah. And we talked about Heart of Glass, which they had at one point kind of called the disco song, right? Right. And it also had, it, it was more of like a complex rhythm at the start, but it did mm-hmm. have a drum roll to start it. That's right. Uh, and this kind of has some similar influences. And similar idea of like very much being kind of on a loop. At least in terms yeah. of the rhythm. Yeah, because you get that drum roll in, and then it's this very simple riff. Yeah, and then that combined with the other guitar that plays these like... Yeah. So there's a couple guitar layers here that all kind of blend together. Mm-hmm. And make the, yeah, it sets up like a very driving rhythm. There's like a sense of urgency to this track. Yeah, definitely. It's it's um like there's a there's a synthesizer that comes in too that plays these like constant sixteenth notes. That's right. Um. Yeah, that's there pretty much the whole time. Yeah, I think, like except possibly in the bridge, which is different, but it might still be there. I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, even the uh, like the chorus is like the vocals are what changes up, really. Yeah, really. Um, there's like a few like the the guitar is a little bit different, but it's more like the guitar is like more open. Yeah, it kind of like opens up to give space for those vocals. Yeah, even though it wasn't a ton uh, of it of it in the verse because it kind of slows down. For that part too, it just plays those long chords. I guess yeah, it does yeah. speed up, but it's not that much. It's not much. No. I'm um, and in the chorus, the... also, we what happens is those things, the dun 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 dun, that drops out for the chorus. That's mm-hmm. that's what gives it more space. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's where that is. And instead, you get the big the dudes on the backup chorus. Call me. Wait, this was studio musicians. I 
You think that's actually Blondie doing that? Like the rest well, of the band? Blondie was credited with vocals, so I would so assume right? they, they they managed to get the the Blondie boys to the Blondie boys, the Blondie boys <laughs> to knock out those vocals. I would guess. Yeah. Because um, like you know the, what, they sound American, and I'm pretty sure Marauder got a bunch of Germans to do the, the instrumental guys. tracks. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't sound like German guys for sure. Um, yeah, chorus, big, it's big, big, like call me. You know, call she, cause, me. Cause she works up at the end of the verse. The last two lines yeah. of the verse kind of gradually work their way up. Yeah, call me. Yeah. Because actually, I mean, if I could talk about the verse a little more, because I just can't. remembered something I thought of. Um, I kind of like the melodic structure because it is like pretty short and repeats, but it's sort of the first two lines kind of work their way up or first four lines, depending on how you count them, kind of work their way up and down. So it's like up and then down and then up and then down again. And then the last two lines kind of keep going up. So you just maintain that upward momentum and then burst out into the chorus. Yeah. <sighs> Very exciting. That's good. It gives you like they do they give you with that up and down in those first lines, you get a bit of that tension, and then you get that rise, and you're like, oh shit, here it comes. Boom, there's the chorus where we explode with the vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's well structured that way, I would say. And it sounds cool. Yeah, and of course we get uh, at the end of the chorus, we get the the drum roll to kind of transition us back to the guitar riff. That yeah, does that like kind of like triplet thing, like da 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 da. Yeah, like yeah, like you just did. Like I just did with this is a song we could literally do with our mouths. It's just a song I know really well. It's just yeah, it's a very well known song, and it's like we've said, it's a a simple rhythm that once it's established, like beyond the bridge, like that's what's going on. Yeah, because the rest of it, yeah, it's really the bridge that Mm -hmm. messes with the the structure a bit. Um, Key change, I believe. Yeah, I'm not great at that noticing that kind of thing, but I think that's what happens here. I think that's what uh, happens. That's not we all also that get a mm-hmm. We get a little more guitar here. It's a little little louder in the mix. I think that's where we get this. Yeah. I don't believe is present in the first verse. Stings come back too. Uh, yeah. or, or keep going. I think they cut out for the previous chorus, but they're back now. Oh yeah. Um, and that underlying track actually does kind of stay the same. Yeah. But then we get. Um, like there's a synthesizer or an organ. Yeah, this organ sounding yeah, synth. Yeah, sounds more like an organ. And she does the ooh part, which is really ooh. Yeah. And then the ooh. organ plays along with that. Yeah, it plays along with that vocal melody there. Yeah. And yeah, it's and it creates a different atmosphere. Voice. Although, like you said, the rhythm track is really just the same. Yeah, I'm always impressed when you can like not change that much but sound very different. Mhm. And some of the other versions do some like odd things with this to to sort of differentiate, but they yeah. don't really need to do all that much. Yeah, like really all that's different here is Debbie Harry singing and then the inclusion of the the organ. And even that's like not that much cuz it really just follows her vocals. So Yeah. And then to come out again, we we have this ascending sort of pattern, anytime, right? Similar to the end of the verses. Anywhere, 
Right, and the second line's a little longer to give you the, the extra boost she needs to, to hit those higher it's notes, right? It's like an extra step in the staircase. Yes, and then, yeah, it climbs even more, and then into the, the solo. Mm-hmm. Which rips. It's a cool solo. It's a synth solo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's some, like, runs from the guitar in the back. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, yeah, it's it's a synth solo. Um, and then you can still hear that 16th note one thing is still going. Actually, I forgot to check if it was on the bridge. I think it was. Yep. Still there. Yep. So there's a lot of that consistency. I mean, even the rhythm is the same for this part too. Mm hmm. Uh, and then at the end, the synth sort of follows like the anytime, any where thing like it does that without vocals. yeah sort of like sort of only a little bit it kind of goes back down I, I feel like it has some similarities but it's not that close but i maintain it's a bit similar yeah yeah it's it's what a solo should do it kind of plays around with the idea of what's been presented in the song already right yeah and uh, but does its own thing mm-hmm. and it does um, then we come into the to our sort of outro choruses here, where there you, there's a a synth sting going on now. This bam 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 yeah. bam bam playing some quarter notes. I think that might be the same solo synth, same synth from the solo. I would believe that, yeah. Because like, why not just keep it around, right? Yeah, exactly. That's another element we see as the solo comes in, and then that solo instrument sticks around. Hey guys, I'm still here. Oh, I'm still here. You guys still playing the song? Cool, me too. What a coincidence. Cool. Oh. And then we fade out on this version, which call is... Me for the start of the songs. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Always showing up late. And yeah, and then there's it's kind of the outro. A bunch of drum fills, mm -hmm. that kind of like ad-libby sounding. Yeah. Ad-libby sounding. Did that yeah, make... call me on ad, the dime, call me all type, my life, yeah. call me my call wife. Me. You know, just whatever <laughs> fucking... Two to three words can fit in after call me. Call me. My wife. Call my me. My wife. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't even like that movie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when I watched it when I was like 13. Yeah, I think I might have a better appreciation for it now, but it's also too late to be watching Borat for, for critical purposes. True. I believe it. Or maybe it isn't. What do I know? I'm just a fool. But yeah, that's the song. Um, just a good, simple, ripping rock and roll tune, baby. But with some, but with some, know, some disco. new wave slash disco sensibilities. I mean, Blondie was kind of, like, they often get called new wave, but it sounds like they really considered themselves more of, like, a punk energy thing. Especially at the start, mm -hmm. you know, in the late 70s and the early 80s. That's right. And we talked about how closely related new wave and punk are in some senses. Yeah. Before. Yeah. I tend to agree. I tend to. Agree. I tend to. I tend to agree. Now, Alex, there's two music videos for. Uh, oh, I didn't watch. I watched the one that the that was on Blondie Music Official. Okay. Um, there's an alternate music video. It's you don't need to watch it. It's not really worth watching. Is it film footage? It's no. It's literally just a cab driver driving around New York. 
Okay. And it's just like there's no storyline, there's no through line. Like sometimes you get shots of other cars, you get a lot of shots of traffic, he's chomping on a cigar. But that's it, man. That's it. It's just like, mm, New York, baby, here's a taxi cab driver. Which I would I was expecting watching it like a more like crazy taxi vibe. Like I thought he'd be getting a lot of phone calls and like driving all over the city. Like stop and calling then, me. Stop calling much. me. Like, like I thought, I thought oh, maybe it was no. gonna be a a fun, playful take on. Hey, maybe it's not about a a gigolo. It's about a taxi driver. But it was literally on just call. a guy in a taxi. Yeah, just a guy in a taxi driving around, and I guess he's appeared in some other Blondie videos, so he has like some some Blondie history. Hmm. But otherwise, it's uh, yeah, not a lot going on there. But there is, of course, the one that you mentioned on the Blondie official, which is just like. Well, it's classic Blondie music video style, which is just a lot of promo shots of Debbie Harry. Yeah, she's like walking around, I assume, New York with... Is that a flat cap? I think it's a flat cap. I believe that is a flat a cap. A leather flat cap. Some shots of her like on the beach, running th- on the beach, running through water. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking various articles of clothing off. You know, shots of Debbie Harry uh, performing on stage as well. Yep. You get some concert a, footage in there. Yeah. And sometimes it'll just like show lyrics in like right. the, the call me font. Exactly. It'll show it shows color me. At another point, it shows cover me, which uh, we're going to have to recreate that shot of somebody playing in the water. I guess I'm most equipped to play in the water. Ooh. Do you have a timestamp on that? Um, About 55 seconds. Okay. Debbie Harry playing in the water. Yeah, you have an ocean right by you. I do have an ocean nearby. I just have a river. Yeah. Can you do a high a kick like that? I guess it's not that kick high. like that. I I can give it a shot. <laughs> get get credit to take some photos of me, and yeah. I'll just I'll <laughs> steal the font from this. You need some short shorts, my friend. That's short shorts for dudes are coming back, bro. Yeah, I mean that's fine. You just have to get them. That's all. I just gotta get them. Yeah, it's uh, I guess. Uh, I mean, you could happen. use regular pants that are old and cut them off, but. Oh, I could do. I don't have any black pants though, unfortunately. Mm. Just have to be dark. I mean, I think the. Uh, I guess. Is it actually black? Or is it just the lighting? Ah, eh, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Also, if you forward it a little bit, it still says "cover me" when they're on stage. So. Oh, okay. Although there's no clear image of like a human face. Yeah, it's just like a it's torso. Just like a blur of a torso and hair. Yeah. So, it's kind of like a ghost. Anyway, yeah. um yeah. That's uh me, that's uh, you know, the next step after entrepreneurial summer too. Yeah, is uh high kicks and blurry body and September. High kicks. And short shorts. And short shorts. High kicks and short shorts. But yeah, that's is, like uh, that video. That's I mean, yeah, it's really it. It's just like look at how hot Debbie Harry is. We're yeah. like, yeah, we know. But maybe they we didn't know it. at the time. You know, I mean, I guess yeah. They were su- kind of successful, but they weren't like Blondie yet. You know, mm-hmm. they're Blondie now because it's the present. But they weren't Blondie in the past because it hadn't happened. No, I mean their their name was still Blondie. The band was still the called band Blondie. was still called they Blondie, but they didn't have the their Blondie. legacy and success. Yeah, they're still building that. Their name didn't mean shit. So I mean, I think they're a good band. Uh, but, uh, like, uh, the marketing themselves based almost entirely on Debbie Harry was a good move, like that. Oh, a strong move, yeah, like, they're good musicians, but I wonder, you know, if, if Debbie Harry wasn't so goddamn hot, like, how do you guys get out there? It wouldn't have been the same. Wouldn't have been the same. 
All right, not, well, that's not, enough. Not to diminish from Debbie Harry. Not to diminish, yeah, uh, and her achievements. Well. She wrote the lyrics for this, and um, she's a good singer. But I mean, I think I I would be shocked if that wasn't a factor. Well, yeah, and, and it's just you know you've got to do some skeezy marketing stuff to get out there. That's like, how, that's with how David it works. Bowie pre- pretending he yeah. was already famous, and then people are like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, oh, he is famous. Oh, of course I've heard of this this David Bowie. They, yeah, he's showing up in a limousine to this place. That's what famous people show up in. Yeah, so, so yeah. kind of just fine music video. Yeah, just a, it's a pretty, pretty run of But it's also 1980, so it wasn't like prime music video times. Yeah, it's uh, pretty early on in, in the music video industry. Well... That's the song, Alex. That's the music video. Let's 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 jump and dump into some covers. Let's talk about them. We're gonna stick around in the eighties first, first, though. That's right. Until December, (laughs) (laughs) nineteen eighty-six. Until December, yes. A group, rock band from the 80s. Sounds like they were, like, reasonably popular in their own sort of circles. Yeah. Uh, so they were alive for, like, three years, the band, yeah. from 85 to 87. They toured with uh, some acts like New Order and a couple other bands of the era. Which is, like, yeah, pretty big deal. Yeah. Those are some, those are some big bands. Although, apparently, their former frontman does not, like, he's really not into the band anymore. Um, yeah, this is all just from Wikipedia. Apparently, he calls them profiteering and rape oriented. Yeesh. Yeah, that's. Rant. I've heard they're popular in the leather subculture. I, I pulled don't, that off Wikipedia. I don't know as well. what to make of that. I don't know, and I don't know how that that really applies to the accusations made by the front man. But yeah, but the actual song itself, um, much much like darker electronic kind of thing. Um, yeah. This is kind of approaching, like, I, I would call it, like, post-punk, for sure. Um, yeah. And, like, kind of approaching goth. Yeah. Slowly, just, like, have the darkness on it. Yeah, darkness, heavy, like, el- electronic instruments. Like, that drum roll we get at the beginning still is just, like, computer noise. Yeah, it definitely has some of that, like, kind of digital edge to it. Um, and then the drums throughout have that kind of like bigger industrial like sound. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah, they're really pushing the that aspect of it. Um, yeah. But the song itself very close. Like time stamp, yep. time like the length is exactly the same. Um, and. So it's mostly just that, like, tone shift. So sonically, yes, in terms of, like, timbre, but also the kind of feeling, which is darker. Yeah, because you get what are, like, very post-punk vocals as well, this sort of detached dude singing. Yes, much more of that detached feeling, and very even, too. So whereas in the Mm -hmm. original, there was a lot of that climbing and falling, and then you kind of, especially for the chorus, where it shot way up to the, call me... Mm-hmm. None of that. So yeah, we lose one of the biggest like changing factors in this song because he does sing evenly. The chorus basically just sounds like the verse, except for the fact that there's some backup singers saying "Call Me." 
yeah, they still have basically the same backup singing. Yeah. Uh, backup lines. But yeah, he just says like, "Call me, Call I'll me. arrive." Like it's it's just it doesn't have the same heights. Yeah. Um, the guitar has some cool yeah. sounds to it. Uh, the like on the intro kind of has like a this is this like distorted kind of wah sound. Yeah. I think it sounds pretty good. Yeah, there's some cool like tones like you said. In like in terms of what notes they're playing, it's all very tight close to the original. But yeah, it's the it's the tone of the instruments where you get some interest and they do make like a darker, grittier sound on this, which is a a good take for a song on sex work. I think it's a pretty safe way safe direction to move it in yeah make it seem a little seedier because that's you know often associated and they do and there's some other cool stuff like uh, after the second verse they do a like a big drum fill to transition back into the chorus but it's like it kind of like repeats Mm -hmm. like a couple times but I i think it's electronic let me double check that i missed it Yeah, you kind of get this like, like it's right. Plays a couple of times. I don't know. It's pretty standard. Oh yeah, fill, but I don't know. It, but it does have amusing. that like looped feeling to it because yeah. it's the same hit, like precisely. Yeah, it definitely. It's more of that like detached electronic kind of feeling. Yeah. And I guess the detachment is kind of maybe goes against some of the lyrics, but also. Potentially, it just comes with the area. Yeah, but maybe that's the, it speaks to how the, the lyrics might be a falsehood, right? It might just be a sales pitch. True, true. Because, really, there's no reason they couldn't be. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, you tell your clients that they're the most important client, and they're always... Oh, yeah. Um, number one. You're always available for them. Yeah, always. You're my number one client. Take you down to Bone Town anytime. Just call me. Anytime. Uh, Anytime. Of course, the bridge, fun as always, but some interesting changes. Like, he doesn't, they don't do the ooh lines at all. They just kind no. of wait. So it uh, feels a bit, it's weird, maybe just because I know the song so well, but it, it just feels like they're not doing anything in between, even though there is a synthesizer playing the do 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 do. Do 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 do. Yeah, and it is a fairly thin synthesized so it doesn't really fill space so you do feel the absence of those ooze yeah so it's not bad but it, it's definitely like jarring but i guess yeah the song is maybe supposed to be a little bit jarring at least more so than the original yeah and it's just yeah the way his vocals cut back in is there's it does end up feeling a little weird Yeah, and like, what else? What else happens here, man? There's a guitar solo. It's the same guitar solo. Yeah, guitar solo. Um, we get some licks on the guitar when he does the, oh, the anytime solo anywhere, any place, anyway. Sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, people follow the solo very closely, so you do get the synth solo on guitar. It's a good solo. Um, the synthesizer eventually joins in, and they kind of yeah. double each other. Yeah. And then. Uh... I noticed the quarter note synth afterwards in the chorus, so they do bring dance, a synth dance, in. Dance, 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 dance. Yeah. And yeah, 
They play the outro. Do a they bunch play of extra the lines. 100%. But very close. Yeah. Very close. Pretty safe. But they got a good sound to them. Yeah. It feels different. Yeah, it does. And the next version feels different from this one. We're going to talk about the 69 eyes in 1997. Finnish rock band founded in Helsinki. Is that right? That's a fucking rad name for anything. Helsin by by Jerky or Yerky, maybe. 69. Oh, right. Yeah. He had a funny name with a number in it. Yeah. Kind of name has like, a number in it. I don't know. I guess maybe anyway. that's why they're the 69 eyes, because they're his eyes. I guess so. Um, they were formed in 1989. They, they're kind of considered like glam metal with some goth rock in the mix. Yeah, this one goes further into goth than the last one. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But so instead also of, they've uh, had the same lineup since 1989, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, there's two people with the last name 69. Damn, nice. So instead of a, a drum roll in, we get your sort of like kind of hard rock metal, like just amp noise. Like that. Yeah, it's kind of, it's like this, it's like extended, like charging up screechy sound. Yeah. To start. And that kind of like, I would say overall theme continues to the rest in terms of there's a lot of distortion and a lot of like they have this metal background yeah big clanging drums so it's like much massive. much heavier so yeah huge drums um the last one had pretty big like kicks but this one's just got like yeah. massive drums um i thought the vocals feel like pretty buried Although, yeah they do in the original she kind of i mean like i said i never really knew what she said i don't know that she mumbles or just speaks nonsense. Some combination of those two things. So this one just like buries the vocals anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, this one's almost like because like when the vocals kick in, you don't even realize they're vocals right away. They're just like distorted. Yeah, it's just it's like hearing echoes in a cave. You're like, what the fuck is it saying? And then you're like, oh wait, it is the song. Like he's singing it. Yeah, he also like it's they're sort of like half spoken and like deep, kind of that like Iggy Pop. Sort of. Thing. Oh yeah. Color me a color Yeah. So it's like kind of singing, and then like they're just very distorted. Um. They also they have that sixteenth note sequence synthesizer thing, but it's like very mm -hmm. bassy, very low. So it's something more. Yeah. Hard to do it that fast. Sixteenth notes, man. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's got that going on. Yeah, so there's a it's, lot of that. Uh, it's very and loud. They do, but they do go more energetic in the chorus. He does, you can hear him better in the chorus. He screams a little more. Yes. Call me! Yeah, it gets very growly. Mm-hmm. And the backups, too. They're quite growly. Yeah. Die! Um, That 16th note synthesizer in the chorus opens way up. So it doesn't play that low bassy thing anymore. It's playing higher. Right, yeah, it's much higher. You get a lot of those higher frequencies. And kind of still has that like distorted sound. It sounds more like that distorted guitar, but they kind of have that distorted sound throughout. 
Mm-hmm. Similar to the last version, like, this still plays it pretty close to the original, like, composition. Yeah, it's pretty close. Um, again, yeah, it's, it's they're swapping out sounds. Yeah. In a lot of cases. Because, like we already said, they have that 16th note thing. It's kind of like similar rhythm, similar guitar parts, but they're more distorted. So, like, the vocals are the same, obviously, but now they're just, like, really low and growly. And uh, stuff like that. There is one part in the second uh, verse, the designer sheets line. They get this, Mm -hmm. like, really real rasp on for just, like, a quick second for the designer sheets line. Designer sheets. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it that's kind of their deal. Yeah. Um, they actually do ooze, and there's a synth. That's right. Um, now that we're on the bridge, um, the the languages of love lines, the non-English lines, are kind of whispered. It's just very quiet. Yeah. But there's a lot of that very like dramatic delivery. Mm-hmm. In this, so that's just the part where they go down for it. And there's uh they're kind of double tracked on the vocals, at least for the anytime, any place, anywhere, anyway. There's the lower one and then that raspier voice going at the same time. I don't have I, I just I, I just heard it was distortion, but I mean I'm not saying Maybe, I found but it's it. there's definitely a lower part and uh No, you're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. And it, it's it's kind of just this bizarre effect i mean it kind of they also have i'd say inhuman but in a goth way not in like a like in a monstrous way as opposed to the last one which is inhuman in like a computer way right yeah this is an organic inhuman being yeah yeah this is like like sci-fi horror versus old school monsters horror yeah monster movie kind of thing yeah um solo so the solo was kind of cool um because it's mostly the same but they kind of basically just added hang on sorry i gotta help my wife kill a bug i'll put it on a five all right i'm back hey sorry about that uh bugs man who knew tell me what you were telling me before i left let me let me try that again i was talking about uh the solo yes so on the solo Again, they kind of follow the same thing, um, same idea, but they add this like whammy bar type effect at the end to just like bend the pitch down. I think it's a whammy bar, and it uh, sounds cool. You know, you pitch bend the pitch down; it's a little darker. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. Hmm. So whammy bars are pretty cool although i learned recently uh create maintenance difficulties for electric guitars yeah they make them harder to tune or keep in tune i guess well if you're using them to bend the strings right yeah makes sense Uh, um this one has a weird ending on it you get naturally you get your uh outro call me a lot of energy a lot of screaming 
Um, you get those uh, those quarter notes in. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, but it does get kind of weird. Like there's a lot of screaming, like you said, mm-hmm. and then it, there's like a screech, and it sort of collapses in on itself as they like start to fade out. If does that well, make yeah, you sense hit, like, when I say tw- that? Twenty. It like so yeah around like twenty six seconds yeah. or you go to like twenty five. Three twenty five. It's stuck. It goes, like, all like yeah, like you said, kind it kind of, of collapses, and then it turns into just this machine noise, like drum loop. Yeah, but like very With electronic, like, kind of like bit crushing. Like, yeah, and this, yeah, and just like some some noises, like and like yeah, various dum, dum, ambient sounds, dum, dum. and then it just kind of rolls out on that. So yeah, yeah, it's odd. Definitely odd. But yeah, that's the end. That is the end. What, what? Uh, another version that happened today. But there's also a music video. There for is this also version, a music Alex. video. Um, a lot of footage. A, a lot of the footage is just the band playing mm-hmm. in a room together, playing the songs. But there's some other stuff. Um, yeah, so it, it starts with like yeah. a countdown, like a like a like a rocket launch. A rocket launch countdown. And that's sort of that, like, screechy intro sounds. Um, and then you see, like, the band, and you see the rocket launch, and you see people watching. And then there's, like, a, I, I think, beauty pageant-type situation. Just, yeah, like, there's some woman. sort of, like, 1950s, like, yeah. woman up on a stage there. In a bikini. In a, in a bikini. Um, and then there's people around her. So it shows that sometimes and shows them performing and then it shows the guy waiting. I, I assume so it's like the lead singer shows him like sitting in a room. He's ironing. He's watching TV. He's doing whatever. Sitting by the phone. I assume waiting for a phone call. Yeah. Seems to be what's going on here. And then sometimes he's talking into that phone. Sometimes he's talking into an iron. Oh, yeah. Also, that phone has a wide base on it. Yeah, there's some weird old phones. Yeah, it's very dildo-esque. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's we've we've moved on from the the weird, the very very strange bulbous phone dicks. Yeah, to to just squares and rectangles. Squares and rectangles. So you get shots of this TV that's in that room too. Sometimes it's it's getting static, you know. This is the 90s. Static yeah. was in. And uh, there's also... Oh, the bottom of the phone is a rotary dial. Oh. oh that would explain why so it needs wide. to be so wide. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. Um, yeah, and kind of shows that. The footage of the band playing, like, he gets real close to the mic. Does a lot of yeah. like, screaming into the mic. Also, yeah, real the guitar play, player is playing a uh, Les Paul gold top, which just means Ooh. a Les Paul that has gold. Gold. That, or I think that's all that means. Um, I know that because I was looking up '50s sound stuff uh, for a, another cover, and um, 1950s Les Paul gold tops came up, and I was like, "Oh, neat." Mm. <sighs> yeah. So this is a pretty like. I mean, they're they're from Finland, our Finnish rock band. This yeah. is '97. This is a music video they popped out. I'm just like. Because in my mind, I'm thinking of like American music video budgets, but this seems to be pretty, 
solid for what I imagine Finland is willing to put out for music videos. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, it's got some cool color stuff, you know. Uh, all of the shots seem to have various color filters on them. That's right. Uh, so it's kind of neat, I guess. I can't really comment on it beyond that, though, because it's mostly just a mm -hmm. performance with some like, random oh, yeah, and you get, footage. You get interstitials of, yeah, random footage from, like, 50s stuff. There's this, like, Adam model near the end, I think. That, like, spinning wireframe thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what that looks like. Like a like a really complex, could be like uranium or something. Yeah. I don't know if that's significant. And then, yeah, you get the TV back on. He he pulls up his iron from what looks like some goop. Looks like he ironed some goop by accident. Goop? It, yeah. Goop? I mean, it's the late 90s. I expect there to be some sort of uh, oh. goo. Yeah, some sort of sticky substance. It yeah. was in high demand and high supply back then. Or slime or whatever. Slime. Gack. Gack. Yeah. <laughs> Gack. Exactly. Uh, oh, there's also some people parachuting at one point. Just wanted to point that out. Oh, yeah. Don't point out. Yeah, there's like a lot of just like miscellaneous things that happen yeah. as the band performs. So I don't know if those are connected in any way. The, like, old footage, the rocket launch, and the parachuting, but they're all in this. Yeah, I can't really pull a through line out of this, but, hey, they sure did it. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a bad version overall. Interesting stuff. A little weird video. Let's talk about Da Vinci's Notebook in 1997. I know where you're coming from. Just call me, call me. My love, call me, call me, call me, call me, call me. Just call me. Let's talk about Da Vinci's Notebook in 1997. Da Vinci's Notebook is an acapella group. Um, primarily, they're like a comedy group, I think. Comedy. Yes, that's, that is what it says. Um, and this isn't funny, though. Um, yeah. I, I, I was familiar with the group because there's a song of theirs that pops up every once in a while. On, on the makes the rounds on the internet called enormous is it another penis. irish oh okay yeah um where they just sing about how whenever they get sad they just look at their huge dick and it makes them feel better that's good yeah it's uh so they're just out like most acapella groups we talk about are like a college group yeah. These guys met via classified ad in 1993. They're just like some weirdos who wanted to do acapella, I guess. They have some weird claims to fame, like you said, the Enormous Penis song. Um, they have another song called Another Irish Drinking Song, which was featured in Despicable Me Too, with the lyrics being translated into Minions language. Huh. Um, and do also they do a lot they... of songs in, in Minions stuff? Maybe I don't know. Like that one specifically is in there. Huh. Anyway, they also recorded a track for the the uh, the internet, the early two thousands internet sensation Homestar Runner. Yeah, they recorded the the Ballad of the Sneak, which I know means nothing to you, Alex, but I recognize that, and I said, "Hey," and that's that's about it. Yeah, that's not. I don't have any any connection to Homestar Runner. Nothing. Which is a, a crying shame, Alex. But here we are. So big things to to mention this one. Bubba to Yimina Bubba. Yimina Bubba to Yimina Bubba. Yeah. Yeah. So oftentimes we um, complain about acapella groups who just kind of make you know the mouth sounds 
Um, cause they're silly, but this is almost like pushing it beyond that. Like, like they're, like it's knowing. Does that make sense? Do you get that vibe off it? That like they're really pushing, like they're making sounds that they're singing, and yeah. they're just making it absurd. Yeah, and also because there are less of them than in a male choir, it sounds better to me. Like it sounds more human, I guess, rather than these big choirs of like it's like like it's two dudes making this mouth noise right. and you know As it rather than to being like, like ten and then ten. the one lead singer or whatever. But yeah, lots of Yumina Bumina. That's kind of their through line in the song. Is Yumina Bumina, Yumina Bumina. Yumina Bumina, Yumina Bumina. Their rhythm. Um, and obviously, acapella. So focus, big focus on the singing. A um, couple different singers. So the first singer who sings the verses uh, kind of sings higher. And interestingly, the second singer sings lower, which is mm-hmm. a little unusual because the in the original song, you know, it's, it's a build up to the yeah. chorus. He's kind of still, like, upper end of his range, so it kind of has that sound to it, but he's singing lower than the last guy. So, and I think the original guy would have to go pretty high if he kept going up from the verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they do a shift downwards for yeah. the chorus. And I'll say this, both these guys can sing pretty well. Another criticism of acapella groups I usually have is they can't actually sing for shit. Yeah, or at least don't sound that great in, like, a pop or rock situation yeah. like they're more of like a musical theater thing so they kind of like we've discussed before it just comes off as like very soft and they don't have kind of like a any edge at all yeah Even though, you know pop stuff isn't necessarily edgy but it it's just very like smooth yeah but these guys they got a bit going here mm-hmm. and here's so like like most of it's fairly standard i think where this version actually makes something cool happen is in the bridge Yes, the bridge is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. They slow way, way down. Yeah, like way down. Like a Like lot. a Gregorian choir sort yeah. of sustain goes on. And then kind of have, like, they have the ooh and the synth melody and the vocals, but, like, super, super slow. Um, and then, like, some ambient effects and stuff. This is where you get the more, like, edited vocals sound in as they kind of go through that. Yeah. And then, honestly, one of the cooler things, uh, and that when I heard it, I was like, oh shit, I can't believe no one else did this. When they do the anytime, anyplace lines, they do it as like a building chord sound. Right, yeah. Which is something I always like to hear and find amusing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard it and I was like, oh damn, how, is, how didn't I think of that? Um, but I didn't. They did. They did. Um, yeah, so as far as acapella performances go, this is one of the better ones we've heard. It's pretty solid, in the, yeah. In the, in the series of this podcast. Yeah, maybe it's just maybe it's just collegiate acapella that's the problem. Yeah, maybe collegiate I, I don't know. We've listened to like Boys to Men and uh whoever that one was guess, a couple weeks like back for taking care of business. Uh, that yeah. that country acapella one. They had the music video in the office space. Oh, right, that's right. 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 Yeah. Break down, everybody shake it down. Give me a breakdown, shum on along. Let's sing taking care of business all night long. Or whatever the fuck they said. <laughs> this one, like, I guess you, like, they both do the, like, let's change up the kind of bridge. 
but also this one does a better job of it. Yeah. So that's part of their success. Yeah, I don't know. I think if you if you're going to do acapella, do it with a sense of levity, and you'll you will be able to achieve something because it is a fucking joke. Let's be real. Come on, <laughs> acapella. So yeah, if it's a punchline. Presented as a joke, then uh, it's it's more consistent. Yeah, then I think you get better results. So yeah, pleasantly surprised by this version. Yeah, and the, and they have that one song about about an enormous penis. About huge dicks. Yeah. Big old schlongers. Speaking of things that were big in the 80s, Tiffany! Tiffany, yes, former teen idol herself, Tiffany. Former teen That's idol right. Tiffany herself. That's right. She's back. We've talked about this album of hers before, specifically, where she, she covers hits from the 80s. We talked about her version of Forever Young. Oh, that's right. Way fucking back. So we did Forever Young a long... Like, actually, we did Forever Young more recently, but not that one. Not, yeah, not the Bob the Dylan one. The first time we did a song called Forever Young. Yeah, the, the Alphaville. The Alphaville one. Yeah, way back. Way back. Was that... Were you in Vancouver yet at the time? Um, for Alphaville, no. You were, you were, or were you? Because that was at my old place. We, we did record at your place. And Greta was there. Greta was there, but it was uh, it was like 2018. It would have been when she was coming out to visit, and then I think we just went to your place because. We not we had been to my place quite a bit frequently, so Something I was just like, like okay, flipping things, yeah, you know? long time ago, long time ago, long time ago. But here's here's Tiffany again. Um, I always like to talk about Tiffany. I was January 29th of 2019, so I wouldn't have moved yet. Okay. There you go. That's how that works. Yeah, Tiffany. This version, let's be honest, it's very safe, very yeah. close to the original. Yeah, it's not like a ton of. Stuff going. There's like a few neat synthy things. Some of like the one guitar sound is like cool on it later on, but like the sound, the guitar sound overall is like not that great to me. Mm-hmm. Kind of thin and yeah. Well, yeah, this is the sort of track that's put together to support Tiffany's vocals. And Tiffany here just does a very close Debbie Harry impersonation. Yeah, it's not like a real like kick out the jams, let's fucking go kind of performance. It's it's just kind of the yeah, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um it's something that she probably could like really crush. But Yeah, I I'm a firm believer that Tiffany can sing and yeah. do good music. She kind of is this the one where she kind of Yeah, the call me's I feel like don't don't hit like they should. Yeah, in the choruses. Uh, but she's good at singing. Sounds pretty good, mm-hmm. generally. Yeah, so, like, there's nothing, yeah. I mean, technically wrong with this one. It's just, there's also, I expect more from Tiffany. Yeah, maybe that's all it is. Expecting more. But yeah, generally, pretty safe. Not a whole lot to talk about. Not a whole lot to talk about, which is why we're going to move into the year 2001 to talk yeah. about Squatweiler. Squatweiler. 
Squatweiler. Squatweiler. Already a great oh, name. Yes. Squatweiler, a uh, a kick-ass art slash rock slash punk band from North Carolina during the indie riot girl rock and roll cultural heyday of the 1990s and early 2000s. That's from the um, that's, that's from a page. Facebook fan page. Where yes. The fan page. They're not together anymore. They was. Okay, they, was. they was. They was. <laughs> Keyword past tense. Um, past tense. Yeah. Yeah. Pat Trio. Um, this album, I was checking it out, also has a cover of the Scooby Doo theme. Hey. Um, so, you know, they're punk band. Probably don't, not like taking themselves super seriously if they're covering a. Uh, They've got a song called Hot for a Teacher. Is it off the same album? Yes. Is it a cover of Hot for Teacher? I'm not sure. Um, it sounds like it. It is. It is. Interesting. Huh. All right. Um, yeah. So this yes. is like you might have guessed, it's a punk rock version. It's uh we we get the drum roll in. Yes. I mean it's got it's got more of that punk roughness, very notably in the vocals. Mm-hmm. Don't have the polished sound to them. Uh not that they're not good, a, but they're very yeah, punky. A lot more a lot more cymbal action on this one. Mm-hmm. Um this one though is actually pretty dynamic. Um, yeah. there's like some tempo changes and some fun stuff they do with that. Um oh, yeah, and like even with the introduction of the uh the guitar riff, they start out real low with like a sort of chug, just and they let it ring yes. out. Dun, right dun, dun. Very like long sustain on there, hitting the cymbals. And yeah. then everything cuts and then goes into a faster guitar riff, and then they go yeah, into we kind get of that the fast original intro. Riff. But it's faster, sped up, if you yeah. will. Um, and then more guitars on top of that. Kind of playing that, like, you know, aggressive, punky chords. Power yeah. Chords. There's, yeah, there's a bit of a, like, a, like a, almost a staccato to this jug. Things don't ring out quite as much in this version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, switch to more sustained chords in in the verse. But then between the lines, it's, they don't like play licks, which is very common, but they just kind of like do some extra strumming between the lines. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of a similar concept, but just like simpler, which I guess is what punk is about in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, the, in the final two lines, though, of the verses, what they do is the drums kind of change and the guitar kind of speeds up because it was playing very like long sustains before. And mm-hmm. it kind of creates this effect like the two of them just like lock together and sync up just for those last two lines. It's kind of a cool effect. Um, which yeah. I've heard in other songs, but I don't have an example. Okay. And then kind and then we of do get a, muted strums a shift into the yeah, a muted strums and that dun 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 like the drum hits. Yeah, they kind of follow the along chorus. with the strums, so they're yeah. kind of synced up at that point, and then they both change. Yeah. Together. Um. Which, so it cuts out just for the call me line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we speed up. Yeah. So this is that tempo change. Or or one of the tempo changes. And then we have, like, male backup vocals here. A little bit rough. More punk, you know. Got the, got the punk thing going on. Yeah, they got the punk they thing, and it's, it's good. On. Like, they, they do make these... 
sort of small shifts just in terms of like when notes are played, how long they hold notes. And yeah, so there's a good like dynamic going on here. There are shifts and changes that make it stand out a little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no synth on this one. Nope, it's all guitar. Yeah. Um, oh geez, I'm all over the place with these notes. Um, the uh, the bridge. Let's talk about the bridge. The bridge. Yes, I I, I have notes on the bridge. So we get a sort of I want to say an octave play on the the guitar there. Boom, bam, boom, bam. My notes are a little messy. So oh, I have damn, to Alex. find it. Shit. This fucking guy. Here we go. Yeah, well, on the guitar, octaves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's jumping around as she kind of does her thing. She kind of speaks the lines, and then there's also, like, she does the ooh, but it's yeah. sort of multiple tracks. That's right. Um, also, and then when they get to the anytime part, she kind of starts to sing again because she was more talking before, but she's singing in the lower register now, and then there's that higher part, and they're kind of harmonizing now, so it's like two of her harmonizing. That's it's right. She's kind of yeah, singing in this harmonies. higher register. It's more like airy and kind of falsetto-type head voice. Yeah. Sound, which I'm told and are we get not some... the same, but I'm not exactly sure. Well, hey, don't let anyone tell you what is or isn't the same, I say. <laughs> I would never let anyone tell me anything. <laughs> That's right. But let me tell you about what happens after this. Uh, yeah, there's a transition the out. Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, with these stomping. It sounds like foot stomping. Yeah, the drums are definitely banging something. I don't think it's drums, though. No, it's not Percussion. drums. It, it's, it sounds like, like straight up like when you get an audience to stomp. But rhythmically, rather than all just at once to try to summon a band back. Right, yeah, it's, it's coordinated. But it's kind of it, or it's like a broken kick drum. Maybe, yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't sound like normal drums. It's very like flat, percussive sound. Yeah, and it's like hitting wood or something. Yeah, something that doesn't ring or resonate very much. It's very much a yeah, boom, very dull. And then you get into the section uh, that comes after this. A little Easter egg. Yeah, is that a reference to one way or another? Yeah. It's got to be. Got to be. It's got to be. So they throw some one way or another in there. Yeah, so that happens a lot. Interpolating. Uh, or I mean, yeah. it's not like super duper common, but everyone, you know, every couple of weeks we come across one where they'll yeah. interpolate a different song by the same group or an associated Exactly. Song. Like this isn't the only song we know. You know, oh, yeah. hey, I know that other you song too. is the only Blondie song we know. We also know this other massive hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me pull out this, uh, so, this deep cover here. You know. Um, so that's kind of cool. And then they transition back into the chorus very fast. Yeah. Chorus as well. Very Even faster than the, the other choruses. Yeah. Um, got some of the riff and guitar. And then, yeah, very sudden ending and like 12 odd seconds of silence. There's my notes on the bridge. Why are they at the end of my notes? Fucking... Did you do them at a second listen? Maybe. Sometimes if I, if I go through on a second one, I just throw notes on the end. 
I'm like, I'll remember those are there. I'll try to keep them organized by time stamp, but yeah. It's tricky sometimes. But yeah, that's that's this version. Uh, a pretty pretty decent little pot punk. Yeah, movie. I like it as a as a punk version. Um, Blondie kind of had some punk energy, but the original, I mean, they're more like of a poppy. Uh, that's why I've always thought of them as more new wave, but they still have a bit of that energy. This is more of that punk energy, particularly a more modern punk energy. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's 20 years old. That's right. 20 years modern. It I could like be say. 40 years old, which it's not. Which it's not, but it will be someday. Unless it dies before that. Yeah, unless something terrible happens, but ever, <laughs> everything's going so well. How could anything terrible happen? How could anything in bad happen? In the next happen? 20 years. It seems unlikely to me, and that's why we're going to talk about Saw Loser in 2008. Yes, Whom Saw we've Loser. talked about before. We did. Not we did, even uh, that you're long beautiful. ago. Yeah. Uh, is this year? It's February. Yeah, February. Singapore-based pop punk band. They're big in Japan. Yeah, they're from Sing. They're from Singapore, but like all their members are from different places. That's right. Yeah. So like, their singers like American or something. Like it's yeah, their singers American. One of them, I think, two of them are from Australia. Yeah. So like, they're from all over the place, and then formed in Singapore. And yeah, but formed and struck it big in Japan. So cool. (laughs) Right. Hey, real real citizens of the earth. This band. And, uh, yeah, they definitely got, like, the pop-punk thing. More so pop-punk than Squatweiler was yeah. straighter punk. I think we always pair these guys right behind another punk band when, when we talk <laughs> about them, too. Let's see how they compare this time. I actually looked at my previous notes, but I didn't really compare the two. Mm. Uh, yeah, we talked about Future Idiots right after. That's right. Time. Uh... We get a little bit oh, more of like a... I, we talked about the twang there, too. Who we talked that's about right. um, last week. Yeah. How about that? What do you know? What are the odds? Probably they're getting so, higher and higher as we do more and more songs. Probably. As, yeah, I mean, as time goes on. So this one has more of like a, like a bouncy rhythm to it. Almost yeah. a gallop at points, but it's like bam ba bam bam ba bam bam ba bam ba bam 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 ba bam bam ba bam kind of those yes. up and down. Yeah, definitely galloping. Um particularly on the verse. Yeah. Where like the drums, the guitar, and the bass all sync up for that. Right at the start of the verse. Um, yeah. And then Kind of nasally, like pop punk style voice. Color me, you color baby. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and this is this is yeah the punk feeling, but the pop punk feeling. So it it's got a more polished uh sound yeah, compared to the previous you can really one. Hear the the nice steeliness on those bass strings. Ooh, steely strings. Yeah, steely strings, steely Dan. Steal these strings. You telling me to. St- what are you, what are you yes, doing? Alex. I'm not. I mean, I'm not telling. I'm not saying anything, but I'm saying something. You know what I'm saying? Here you are. Yeah, you hear me? Mm-hmm. Nose tap. Don't know where that comes Nose from. Nose tap. Um, what else happens in this version? Um, hey, 
Happens. Hey, yes, the backup vocals. So the backup vocals have more of that like punk chorus sound to them. Yeah, whereas and, before and they, it was kind of just one person. Yeah, and Squat Wiley. And they and they say hey instead of call me, which is different. oh that's, that's right. They do, that the original backups were call me. Yes. Hmm. But this is this is more like energy punk. Yeah, this is just like punching it. Call me. Hey. Hey. Like, yeah. Fuck yeah. So yeah, you get that like bar chorus thing going on. Yeah. You just need to say hey. You don't even have to listen to what the singer's saying. You just need to say hey. Exactly. It makes it easier for people who have forgotten what song is playing. And then they get into another verse, and it's kind of a, a like, a, what's the word I'm looking for? A fake out. Because the very beginning of the verse makes it seem like it's going to be way different. Yeah, it almost starts to sound like a breakdown. With Kiss, and then, like, immediately after that, back to normal. Yeah. Just for, like, that first bit of the line. And, like, the drums really get into the the toms. And, yeah, it's... And then just, like, back into that galloping thing. So, like, it's... It's odd. But, like, I mean, it, it kind of flows pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's something interesting, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's cool to switch it up. Uh, but then the rest of the song kind of like the chorus, they go into a chorus and it's like kind of more, more chorus. Yeah. More chorus. Um, I also didn't notice a whole lot of like cool stuff. Cause usually on the bridge, we point something out, but like, this is a pretty straightforward bridge. Like they do the guitar riff. They don't have any synth, but they do the ooze. Do the guitar yeah, part. They've got the singing symbols, key change and everything. Like it's. Just yeah, and it's still sound. that gallop rhythm. It's dan 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 Um also like everything else solo's pretty normal and then like they kind of go into the Yeah, they do this big yeah, yeah build up after the guitar solo. It's like a yeah. Oh, the yeah build up. Oh yeah, and the anytime bit after the solo they it's n- there's no vocals. That's normal. Yeah. Anyway. Shake my head back into reality. And they do like a an acapella call me on as we go into the outro. It's like, yeah, call me. And then everything jumps in. That's what, yeah, I was trying to figure out what I meant by when I wrote. No, but that's what I was talking about. Yes, where everything cuts out. Yeah. And then still, hey. But yeah, it's pretty normal other than that. And then it like ends pretty quickly. So Yeah. It's kind of, it's the pop. Yeah, they, they do pop a, a definitive thing. ending. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah. And like, that's it. The version. That's it. They do. Yeah. So the, some good elements in there, I think. I think the other, I think Squatweiler pulled out a better version overall, if I have to put punk against punk here. Yes, which, which we do. And I did as well. And I also sided with Squatweiler. Yeah. Loser. Um, but yeah, more, more of a pop punk thing, fine, but uh, a little less interesting, uh, a little more straightforward. Yeah. And with that, we're going to talk about Tina Arena in 2008. I know where you're Uh, we've also talked known as... about <laughs> artists before that are like very popular 
that we've never heard of because they're like popular somewhere else and she's very successful in australia to the point where she's like on the australian arts council like she's an appointee to this like governmental body holy shit well yeah she's a singer songwriter musician musical theater actress record producer um and she sings and records in english italian french and spanish yeah so so because of that, her like bridge lyrics are much, much more convincing than a lot of the other versions. She can 100%. actually speak these languages. So now I was going to make a joke here, Alex. Tina Rina, more like Thunderdome, am I right? Because <laughs> like Tina Cause Turner. Because like, like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Because Tina, Tina Turner runs the, she, runs the Thunderdome. She, she runs Bartertown. Uh, yeah, for a minute. For a bit. Yeah, totally. Yeah, bad yeah, joke, man. Right? Yeah. Thunderdome, classic. Classic. Um, yeah, let's talk about this one, which is I think it's got some money behind it, Alex. There's oh, there's some money. There's some money here there's, for sure. There's production here. But so but we start out with like a money. a drum rolly thing that sounds it's, like it's, it's filtered it's a, through yeah radio. very filtered it, it's like it's in a tube like yeah they, like they built a giant tube for the drums and like i recorded them from the top because it, it has that sound to it um and and then once that actually ends and we get the actual sounds then we get like strings and horns like this is like orchestral this is like a yeah. whole band behind it yeah we get these strings doing the brass in there yeah it's a stand-up bass present a bass you can actually hear unlike a lot of the other versions the bass just gets very true yeah i did appreciate that and also handbells in this there are yeah i didn't notice them at the start i noticed them later on but are they at the beginning yeah um let's see they come in i hear what sounds to be a woodblock or a cowbell yeah, there's definitely some cowbell, and there was a bit of a tambourine shake as we got in. Actually, you know what? They play with the, the heavy beats. The dan-dan. Ah. And they do a, a third note after that. Dan-dan. They're yes. nice low ones. That's the bells, yeah. So there are some bell sounds in here. They'll come back again a little bit later. But what I thought mm-hmm. was interesting about this is once we get into the verse, it slows it way down. Uh, yeah. And then kind of gets this like slow, even like kind of jazzy thing going on. Yeah, we're definitely in the realm of jazz here. We are, but it made it kind of feel like a Bond song to me. Mm, yeah, 100%. that like di- dynamic of like the big part, and then like we come down for the verse kind of thing. Yeah, and, then and it comes also up again it's for the chorus. like a big band with the yeah. strings and the horns. Um, so you get a bit of that show tune feel, a bit of a James Bond vibe, yeah. a little bit of jazz. Yeah, yeah, that all checks out to me. Um, and this in the verse, this is where I started to notice the the bells, uh, kind of playing along yeah. with the guitar chords. That's right. And then a tambourine, but like sometimes you can shake the tambourine so aggressively, this feels softer. That's right. Um, yeah, I almost thought it was sleigh bells here for a moment. I mean, who knows? You know, could be. I don't think it is. They're, they My money's on brighter. tambourine. My money's on tambo. Um, and then the vocals uh, get this like kind of lo-fi thing going on too. They're a little broken up, a little distorted. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then that's kind of the verse makeup. And then uh, the chorus picks way back up. 
really yeah. really pushes the heavy like downbeat one two three four one two like all four beats dun, dun, um, dun. yeah it's a real four on the stress, floor there. like guitar strings drums like everything supports that it's pretty heavy yeah well i mean it's not like it's not like heavy it's not like uh 69 eyes heavy but like, no in terms of like jazz accents it's pretty prominent yeah it is uh it's definitely plotting. Yeah. It's bump, bump, bump. Bump, bump, Um, Continues like that. Get a little more like horn licks in the second verse. Yeah. And now the fun part. And now the fun part. Oh, no. The bridge, which always, it's a wild card. It really is a wild card. Anything can happen. It really is. Um, and what they do in this one is reggae. That's right. Uh, Yeah. Bring in a skank rhythm, get these like horns riffs, um, and an organ too, playing rhythmically. Very quiet at the start, but you start to notice it later on. Uh, but it's there the whole time. Like the, the any time lines, that's where you really get more organ. But right. it's, it's there from the start. And there's also an accordion. When she's doing the ooze, kind of playing that's some right. chords. Uh, it's very quiet. So yeah, like we said before, there's money behind this one. There's a lot more money, stuff yeah. happening. And you, and you get the the handbells mirroring her climb on the anytime, any place. Oh, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah, very cinematic, yeah. this one. A lot of parts to it. Agree on the cinematic. Very slick, production-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely money behind this one. Like you said. Um, in fact, there's a bit, like, when she does the anytime, anywhere, like, that climb for the first yeah. one um then like after the first one then we go like totally film score yeah full on that uses the solo part but it's like soaring strings and then they go into another anytime uh, but now it's not the reggae thing it's the strings and like that the bass it comes back but like it's not the same reggae like skank thing yeah and then cut out for a second it's actually like three seconds and then mm-hmm. huge chorus. Yep. Strings in the back. Huge. Some Strings in really the back. Like Handbells going off. Horns going off. paradoxically very smooth, but very bright horns playing very yeah. high. Um, and then some, you know, her like ad-libbing and like, she does more of the like vocal runs and, and showy off stuff in this than we get in any of the previous versions. Yeah. So yeah. And then that's kind of her fade out there's backup vocals too kind of they sing anytime that's right in there but yeah that's and then that's what we fade out on here so there's a lot of stuff going on in this version it was hard it's hard to describe generally because they yeah it's it's quite yeah. massive yeah it's it's a big big version yeah which um I don't know, it's Maybe I, I I recoil from versions with too much money behind them. There is a lot. Is, like there it, is it a can lot. be overwhelming. And I don't I don't even think it's necessarily bad. I think the instrumentation is pretty wild and cool and I think she's a fine singer, but I mean, does it speak to the spirit of the original song? I think we get a little caught up in ourselves in this one in Maybe. our in our beautiful voices and instruments. Maybe. Uh, one of the things about the original one you can kind of throw in is this idea of like sanding off your own edges and presenting yourself in a certain way i suppose so if that is the case 
that kind of happens in this version, but it's also less like personal. Yeah, and I like some of those earlier Bond vibes that you mentioned, which I don't think carry throughout the song, but definitely no, in the, like really. the first half are there. Yeah. Like that plays with the idea of it, especially with it being a track made for a film. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know, something uh, still good, but, uh, and also recorded in French, as we know if we've seen the music video. Yes, which is, like, not just different lyrics, but, like, the track is actually different. There's more, like, synthesizer and stuff. They yeah. don't slow down in the same way for the, for the verse. No, they don't. So this music video features her as a, as a, I guess, a dinner date with this dude. And it's in black and white. And she's having dinner with a dude, and then the drum roll for the, the song to start is the dude's ringtone, which I thought was a fun move. Because you get to hear it a few times as he gets the call. Then she disappears, and this dude with big fucking... Are those mutton chops? Is that what his, his facial hair is? Are you talking about, like, the waiter guy who brings the... Yeah, the waiter phone? with the big fucking whiskers. Yeah, I mean, I think that's... His mustache? Yeah, but it, it you know comes down to the side of the face. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I'm know looking up sideburns, it. also uh, side whiskers, and like the first image is a dude that looks it's just, just like that, that guy. So. All right, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. That's, Big uh, mustache. That's what he has. Bringing an old school, again, a rotary phone. And then when he answers the rotary phone, it just like sucks him in and it becomes the rest of the music video. Yeah, which is mostly him chasing, uh, what's her face here? Tina. Tina, Tina Arena, Thunderdome. A.K.A. Filipina. Is, is, is that, okay. T Tina's a stage name. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she's like <laughs> Fili Filipina Lydia Arena. Okay, so all right. Because she, she started singing at such a young age that they called her like, Little Tina Arena, because she was like a very uh, small person singing to these big audiences. I see. She's singing so that, to the Tina. Yeah, I got. So you, I got. You, she, I got. She's just been doing it for such a long time, and she kept the same name. Right. So this this music video is like his pursuit of her as she paints a house. Yeah, and sometimes drives a car. <laughs> yeah, obviously drawing inspiration from both the the opening of the original song like the original lyrics the color me your color stuff yeah and i assume the film as well which of course debbie harry drew inspiration from with the car right that's my my understanding of those um there's a shot with a spinning rotary phone he's basically running around this abandoned house where some rooms have been partially painted sometimes yeah, with weird kind of clues fix, left for him up this house and then there's sometimes just people painting. like band members playing in there yeah, and some of them are him? Or so, yeah, like he's him? the drummer, isn't he? <laughs> like... Yeah, I think so. But he also, like, if if you go to 310, okay. he could be the drummer. He could also be that guy uh, playing, I'm going to say, the guitar. Like, okay, let me take a look Those could both here. be him. In fact, they might be. They may well be. Like, yeah, I don't know how big Tina Reed's crew is. He might be Arena's the entire band as part of the video. Could be. Well, he's definitely not the uh, the violinist. That's true. Oh, you're right. But yeah, the guitarist and the drummer look. Like they both look wearing exactly the same like clothes, him. but they're like kind of not quite looking. So they could just look exactly the same. Yeah. Because they're just like white, brown, shortish hair with like 
stubbly like short beard yeah by that same merit that that piano player in the back there could well be the same dude yeah so it's like unclear and they're like not the focus either so it's like maybe. exactly i don't know if they're doing a bit a where shot. they put him as all the guys or it's just the guys happen to look similar yeah i can't tell that would that would be such a yeah hmm. but uh worth noting yeah when she starts painting things the it's we switch from black and white to in color and then, uh, so she's painting stuff. Eventually, he starts painting stuff. Um, They're together. Yeah, together. Uh, they find each other, and then he wakes up, and we're back in black and white. And that and waiter the, brings him, yeah, like, that a waiter, bill. a bill. So presumably, she just, like, ran up his credit cards in this weird love game they were playing. And then ditched. But also, that waiter dude is still around still there and yeah and there's a bed in this i i, I it's got to be a hotel right with a bar and he uh yeah. he the, the, the waiter just barges into your hotel room is that how this works it must be <laughs> it's beyond me but hey it's a again similar to the song itself it's got some money behind it there's some production value here some neat little visual tricks And that is the Tina Arena music video. With that, we're going to move into our final cover of the day, the Hillbilly Moon Explosion in 2014. Hillbilly Moon Explosion, a Swiss rockabilly outfit. Apparently there's a Zurich right. rockabilly scene. Apparently, yeah. Um, actually, I was looking up some like rockabilly info on like how to sound like rockabilly. And the guy mm -hmm. doing the video was German. So, or he, I Shit. think he was German. His accent. I mean, I'm not the best at placing accents, but it was, you know, German or area. Okay. So yeah, it, it's kind of in the area. Um, right. So I would say overall in this one, it, similar. They definitely incorporate like some of the rockabilly sound, but as compared to some of the other more like throwback style acts we've talked about, this is yeah. more just incorporating some rockabilly elements into a more modern song as opposed to doing a full like overhaul and uh, I guess throwback thing. Yeah, there is just, like, little elements. So, like, yeah, um, the guitar sounds like old, like 50s rock guitar playing. Yeah, 50s rock with, you know, it's just a, a hint of twang on there. Yeah, but it's still, like, the the riff from Call Me, you know? Yeah. Um, And also, like, in the verse, um, it's pretty similar but with a different sound, as we've already said before. And then between lines, you get these kind of like 50s rock licks. Yeah. yeah it's, so it's not completely like old school. It, I mean, yeah, it is, but different old schools. Like it's not everything being moved to 50s style. It's, it's a yeah. 50s style. And some things like, like, I guess the drum kit sounds pretty organic. Like it, but not necessarily. You're not gonna hear it and go like, "Oh yes, like rockabilly '50s music." But it is like a standard drum kit. There's not a lot of processing on it. It sounds like a drum being hit. 
Right. Right. Which, yeah, again, doesn't sound like much, but it's a small difference yeah. that pushes it towards there. Yeah. And there's some other stuff, like, um, in the chorus, there's, uh, the guitar chords are, like, very, very, like, wavery. Yeah. Uh, I don't in know that if that's sort a of like chorus surf rock effect. Vein. Is that a chorus effect that does um, that? It could very well be, yeah. I, I, a chorus I, effect on the chorus? On the chorus? Oh, Sounds like the kind of simpleton shit they do in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at this. I'll put a chorus effect. Oh, of course, they didn't really have, like, like, 50s were before, like, a lot of effects pedals were popularized. Yeah. Right, yeah. So they probably just had a chorus of guitars playing. Before it. a lot of amps had reverb and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And overdrive. Um, what else happens here? Uh, in the bridge, there's like they bring in some piano, like briefly. I think it's piano when they do the oohs, mm. so it gets supported by piano instead of synthesizer. Um, and I yeah. think, I feel like, I'm not great at harmonic analysis, but I feel like the chords are different. The chords, they do seem a little more old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. And the percussion, now this kind of goes throughout, but the percussion sort of has this, like, old-school, like, kind of clickiness to it. Yeah. The aspect. I, I don't know how else to describe it. But, it, yeah, kind of has that. Yeah, it's got a bit of that, like... I would just call it like an acoustic sound to it as you get. Yeah, I guess that's what you were saying before with the stick slap. You get a bit of the yeah. yeah, It just sounds. It's just like a bit more natural. There's a physical frame to the drum, and you're aware of that more. Yeah, it's like the drum equivalent of like fret sliding or like string sliding. Right, and speaking of sliding, uh, for the guitar solo, it's close to the original solo, but they definitely like, kind of revector it to be more of the rockabilly sound there's lots of like sliding and of course they have you know the more rockabilly kind of tone mm-hmm. so yeah the cool stuff yeah it's a pretty like another like safe cover but they they make some moves to make it their own and it, it ends up sounding different just not wildly so yeah some cool moves, particularly yeah, with some of the cool like moves. guitar sliding and some of the like whammy bar effects, which are more obvious when you watch the video and see them play it. Yeah, and it, it makes dedicated shots of them, you know, stepping on pedals and stuff. Playing guitars uh, the wrong yeah. way around. Playing guitars, doing doing all sorts of shit. Um, yeah, that's the song. Should we talk about the music video briefly, as it is very simple? Yeah. Not a whole lot to talk about in the video. They kind of have a tuning up start. Um, it's mostly a performance video of just them playing it. Yeah. Uh, lots of, uh, so like lots of kind of close ups of equipment and like the cameras on the end of the guitar, which is kind of a classic shot nowadays where you, yeah. you know, it moves around with the guitar, but the neck of the guitar kind of stays stationary as the world moves around it. That's right. Yeah. You get it with the drumstick at the start. Um, and then once the vocals come in, lots of close-ups of the singer as well. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, also some, you know, same effect, end of the guitar, but it's the, like, bass, which is a stand-up bass. That's right. Um, biggest, like, thing that happens beyond those shots, um, and this being in black and white, is at the bridge, things come into sort of, like, not necessarily color, but <laughs> I yeah, guess a bit of color. Of... 
So I don't remember all my words, like all my like filtering terms, but there's some color, but the color that's there seems very, I think, saturated. The color's very uh, light, but it seems like there's a lot of it, even though it's very pale. Right. That's how I would yeah, describe I'm tr- it. I'm trying to think of how you would. Uh, yeah, it is like saturation but it might of certain be colors. Saturation, but like you turn up brightness or something. I-, I don't remember. Yeah, it might be like a specific color grading going on here. Yeah. Anyway, it happens briefly for the bridge, and then it goes back to its regular black and white style here. Yep, back to black and white for the solo. See the basses flash the horns. Yeah, on account of how metal this song is. Yes, yeah, there it is. Metal. Uh, and then this is solo. You can see the amount, like the whammy bars being used. Um, you can see the guitar player. It, you know, you kind of hold the whammy bar in your hand as you strum and then use it at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I looked at that guitar. It seems to be a Gresh style, probably Gresh, Gretsch, Gresh, uh, hollow body, uh, double cutaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the site I looked at referred to it as the Country Gentleman. Which was the Gresh mm. site. So, I mean, with these guitars, they can always be imitations, but uh, could be legit too. Decent could chance be it is. Legitimate, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the Not singer a grabs Paul a guitar. Not a Les Paul Goldtop, though, huh? Not a Les Paul Goldtop, that's true. And yeah. then the singer grabs a guitar. It's kind of a weird shape. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know what kind of guitar that is. It is a guitar, though, I'll tell she you also, that. She also, I don't even know if she's playing it. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of like a Dolly Parton in that uh, <laughs> 9 to 5 music video. <laughs> exactly. You yeah, never can tell. I mean, guitar. they're probably not playing. Maybe she's just not miming very well, but I don't know what part she is supposed to be playing is the yeah. point. Oh, she, yeah, she moves her chords there. Yeah, I don't know what she's supposed to be doing. She moves her chord fingers or her fretting fingers. Yeah, that's, that's the music that's video. That's pretty much it. There's more performing. You kind of see them drink things sometimes. Whether it be a glass of something or a beer bottle. Clo- you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that kind of stuff. That's, and that's it. That's, it. That's, that's the music videos and musics for this week, which brings us into our final verdicts. We got three categories today. The worst version, the best version, and the version you would use to advertise your business, whatever it may be. If you had, like, a radio ad and or TV ad. Alex, what's the worst version of this? What is the worst version of this? It's probably Tiffany. Tiffany, to me, was the the least interesting version. uh, Safest, and and really the one that didn't have anything to talk about the most. I know, we barely talked about it. We probably could have taken it off the list, honestly, but... So it's it's got to be Tiffany. It's got to be Tiffany. Sorry, Tiff. It's, uh, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Uh, it's still a big Tiffany fan. Shout out Tiffany. Yeah. Um, best version, Alex. Can all be winners. Best version. Best Pet, version. What is the best version? I liked a couple of them. Mm-hmm. I think the one I liked the most was probably Squatweiler. I really appreciated the punk energy they brought to it. And yeah, as much I as I even fit. like, I, I, by the sounds of it, I liked the Tina Arena one a lot more than you did. Yes. I didn't find it off-putting in the same way. That one's probably pretty high up for me too. But I think Squatweiler uh, edges it out just because of their uh, more earthy energy. Yeah, it feels organic. And I think has like a, a vibe that resonates more with the, 
with the song the song's energy what the heart of the song as it were the heart of the i feel song. like i feel like tina arena gets lost in it as much as the production and everything on that is great but i think squatweiler like hits it on the head and even in losing the synth which is seems like a critical part since it is omnipresent like it's has all of these cool moves it makes to make the song interesting yeah so it doesn't but, feel like anything's missing yeah but i mean and you know they had their kind of like interesting change-ups with some of the tempo stuff and speeding up slowing down all that sounded yeah. cool sounded cool, cool. A good version squat wild best version some might say we would we would. alex you're advertising your business you want people to call you what song are you playing i want people to call me um i think i'm playing da vinci's notebook and the reason i'm playing da vinci's notebook is it's i think the most inviting because acapella kind of has an inviting nature you know and i think a lot mm -hmm. of people do like acapella so like in a commercial like an advertisement situation i think it can be very appealing to like broad 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 masses mm. um yeah it has a bit of that like charming like unassuming feel to it yeah and it's like different enough that it might someone might be like oh oh is there an acapella song on right now what's oh it's an advertisement it's an advertisement but like it, you know it makes you stop and be like wait a minute yeah. what's what's that what's that stop children what's that sound so i think it's got to be dvn as we call them dvn yep Devin. Good choice, Alex. I can't. I was going to choose that, but I can't. I'm not allowed. I can't do the same on you for in every category. Three. For all three. So I'm going to pick the 69 Eyes version just for sheer what the, what the fuck is happening on my screen and or radio. Just got to be as loud as possible so people pay gotta attention. Be, exactly. I've and I'm just going to be making menacing eye contact on the TV and pointing at the phone number below and just be like, fucking call me. Call me. That's 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 my wild card pick today this week. That's Go our final bad. verdicts. If you've got a different opinion, similar opinion, want to talk about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise Guy. Oh. Send us your comments, questions, concerns. Call me. Hopes for the future. Call Alex. Um, you can also email us at gmail at covermepod at gmail.com. You can use any email. You don't have to use a Gmail. Send us recommendations for future episodes. Send us feedback. Send us something. People, please. And that does it for our main segment. We're going to jump into our bonus segment, wherein I ask Alex a pretty prepared question, and he tells me, uh, gives me an answer. Alex, we watched Cats last night. We the did musical, watch Cats 2019 last night. Musical. Um, who was your jellical choice? <laughs> of all the cats, if you had to... Put one in a, a a zeppelin or a hot air balloon. Just get them right out of there. Let's get them right out of there. Who are you doing it with? Uh, I mean, I was reminded. I, I I don't really have a cat preference. I'll be I'll be honest with you, and I don't remember all the names. But I was reminded in watching Cats last night. Yeah. That the name of the group, the artist Mungo Jerry, was actually taken mm -hmm. from Cats. Hey, hey. So I listened to it in the summertime afterwards. And uh, it was a good summertime. So I'm going to pick Mungo Jerry for that reason. And oh, that yeah. reason alone. Even though he's kind of a villain. Yeah, he just like 
vandalizes homes. Yeah, and then provides catnip to knock everyone out. Oh yeah, he uh, he is a, a a drug peddler as but well. But it's very unclear because they're like, oh, we didn't know he was actually going to do anything. I don't know. Jeez, yeah, also, Mongo Jerry, pay attention. Cat, cat. Also, catnip sometimes just makes cats go wild, like run around and shit. Like, yeah, it's not necessarily a sedative. Yeah, uh, I mean that wasn't the mo- least sensical thing in that film, but yeah, that's we're really <laughs> down the list in terms of yeah. gripes. If we're <laughs> on that one, who's your jellical um, choice? My jellical choice. It's got to be. Um. See now, I've now you've said Mungo Jerry. I can only remember the name Rumple Teaser, their uh, their partner in crime. Yeah. Well, I, I'm the, the one. I obviously Skimble Shanks, the railway cat. How could it be anyone else, Alex? I I, I, don't, I don't know. I I'm it's, ashamed for my choice. I now. should be. He's uh he, one. He rides on trains. Two. He's got a a mustache. He wears pants, little overalls. He does have those really like high waisted pants with the. Are they overalls, or does he just have suspenders on? I guess maybe he just has suspenders on. Anyway, those red pants. Those red pants. Kind of looks like Mickey Mouse. Kind of looks like Mickey Mouse, yeah. He's got, he's got what it takes to survive in the next life. And he already knows how to tap dance and put on a show, so it's got to be, gotta be Skimble Shanks. That's our bonus segment. Hit us up with your hashtag, Jellicle Choice, <laughs> on Twitter, and, and let us know which cat should have made it out there to hell or heaven or whatever the fuck goes on in that film uh that does it for today's episode of cover me and as we always say on cover me cover me with kisses baby cover me with love